It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. All right, today on the Locked On Reds podcast, we have got some stuff to talk about. Okay, I'm just kidding. We know what we're talking about. We're talking about the failure that has been what baseball has tried to do amid this pandemic, the the whole getting back to baseball things. And, and we're just going to talk about how much we think that Rob Manfred is a duty head. We're going to get into all that here in just a minute. And to help me do that, I have with me my friend and yours, the host of the Reds Alert podcast. He is Stephen Offenbaker. Steve, how you doing, sir? Aloha. And much like the players of Major League Baseball, you tell me when and where, and I will be there and ready to go. I am telling you what, man. Like, the hilarious part, I mean, there's a lot of hilarious parts. See, I don't I, – I try not to take too much in life seriously, so I try to find the humor and stuff. The hilariousness of the way that Rob Manfred has positioned himself in this whole thing – it's just it's summed up in a quote that he had on ESPN's The Return of Sports, which in itself was hilarious that he was even on that show because, well, his sport's not returning yet. But his quote, he was saying, he's like, while Tony Clark and the union were saying that they are ready to return and tell us when and where, the owners and the league office have obtained information that the top-ranking lawyer for the union was telling the players, who then told their managers, who then told their owners, who then told us, that as soon as a schedule is set, the union will file a grievance and try to get another billion dollars out of the owners. Number one, making it sound as though uh, what they have done the entire time, that the players only want money and that's all they care about, trying to make them sound like the bad guys. And number two, he's invoking the whole, well, he said, he said, he said, she said that he might have heard and someone over there, you know, sign language did to somebody else. Telephone game. We're talking about a telephone game. Steve, what on earth is going on? And I'm going to sip my beer while I listen. Well, I tell you what, the first thing that you need to realize in this whole this whole thing is that every step of the way, the Major League Baseball Players Association has called Major League Baseball's owners bluffs at every single opportunity. At every single turn, the players have called the bluff, and Major League Baseball has nothing left in their tool belt. They have made it clear by being able to piece together all of the offers that they've made and all of the things that they've done is that they have a cap on money they're willing to spend this year. And that cap revolves around the magic number of 50 to 60 games. And what that 50 to 60 game magic number 
limits the amount of money the owners have to spend while guaranteeing them the $700 million to $1 billion in playoff revenue. That's what this has been about since day one. They knew it was about this in March when they signed their agreement with the players. They knew they were going to pull this crap. What they didn't count on was public opinion turning against them. And that's what happened because Rob Manfred is the worst ambassador for this sport in the history of this sport. He has been exposed. Nobody takes him seriously. Nobody believes he loves this game and nobody thinks that he's good for baseball. So I, you know, there's been some stuff going around over the last couple of days of can Rob Manford survive this? And from the owner standpoint, he's made them lots of money. They don't have much of a reason to fire him except now public opinion is turning against him and they may, may, they may have to make a move in the commissioner's chair in order to try and convince fans to come back after this, this debacle is over with. Not a lot of people like to say that they like Roger Goodell or Gary Bettman or Don Garber, or any of those commissioners of the other professional sports in America, but they sure look a lot better than Rob Manford does today. I, you know, I've told you before, I never thought someone would come along to make me long for the good old days of Bud Selig. <laughs> and and I tell you right now, I would take him in a minute and the things that he did in a minute over the the destruction that Rob Manfred has brought upon this sport. Well, we as Reds fans can point to a couple of different commissioners that we really don't like. And honestly, I can't tell you uh, which ones I think Rob Manfred is better than at this point because I don't think he is. I think he needs I think we need to get rid of him. I think it's interesting that one particular national radio host today took the contrarian point of view and tried to defend Rob Manfred. Yes, I said that right. Defend. I'm not extrapolating, I'm not exaggerating. Colin Cowherd defended Rob Manfred today on his show, and one of the main reasons that he tried to put forth as a reason that, oh man, you shouldn't feel bad, you shouldn't be hating on Rob Manfred, and he used the word 21-year-old bloggers, it's like, well, I don't have a, you know, I have a blog, I just don't write, and I'm older than 21 by a few years, but uh, if you ask my wife, I might act like I'm not even 20 on yet, but that's beside the point. When you look at Rob Manfred and, and Colin Cowherd's argument, he said, well, Rob Manfred got handed a pretty slim deck. He got handed a player's union that was abrasive and was always going to fight him at every single turn. It's like, Okay, I, I don't feel bad for him, though. He's he's handled it poorly. He's been terrible for the sport of baseball. They've been making all these decisions. I mean, what 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 part of uh, the minor league situation that we've been looking at over the last year, what part of that is not Ram Rob Manfred's fault? Well, first of all, Colin Cowherd just needs to stick to making bad football takes. He <laughs> yeah. needs to he needs to butt out of the baseball. Secondly. Rob Manfred has overseen some of the highest revenue increases in the history of this sport. And the real problem here is the greed of the owners and the greed of the offices in New York. This has nothing to do with uh, the Players Association doing anything different than they've always done. It's a damn labor union. Their whole mission in life is to get the best deal possible for their members. That's always been their mission. That will always be their mission. Rob Manfred, on the other hand, is continuing to try and squeeze dollars out of a sport 
and and he doesn't care how he does it. He doesn't care who he alienates. He doesn't care who he chases away from the game. He doesn't care if he continues to decline the interest in the sport because by the time that he's done and gone, he'll have wrecked the sport. He will made everybody rich that was trying to get rich and he'll be gone and not around for the inevitable collapse of this thing. Uh, you know, trying to have any kind of sympathy for this guy just clearly shows that you're out of touch with what really is going on with the economics of the sport and what really has happened behind the scenes and in the minor leagues and the continued disregard for, you know, basic fair dealings with the players, especially at the lower levels. You know, I'm so tired of people pointing at Mike Trout's contract and Bryce Harper's contract and Garrett Cole's contract and thinking that that's the normal for baseball. Yeah, there are some guys that are truly blessed and have truly put up some numbers and in as a result truly scored a major deal and made some money. But that is not true for everybody in this game. And there are people that are fighting and scratching and clawing, trying to just make a little bit of a living out of this game that they love to play. And and you've got this lawyer in the commissioner's seat now that doesn't give two rips what happens to this sport ultimately. Absolutely. And, and for people who may dip into baseball and – be like a casual fan and things like that. I can see where on a very on the very tip top of the surface they're looking at it and they're like, well the players just need to acquiesce already. This is taking too long. But what they don't realize is this. And I'll tell you what that is here in just a second. But first I want to point out that you need to download the Postmates app. Download it and enter the promo code locked on. You'll get free delivery for the first week. That's seven days with no order minimum. You go up to $100 in the delivery fees. Postmates has an amazing selection of your favorite restaurants. Whatever you're craving, Postmates has it. If you want a really good sandwich from Jersey Mike's, you can get it. You want a steak from Outback Steakhouse, but you don't want to go get it, they can bring it to you. Download the Postmates app and enter the promo code Locked On to get free delivery for your first seven days of up to $100 with no order minimum. And also, if you are looking for just a couple of things from the store, maybe from Walgreens or Kroger or something, they can go pick that up and bring it to you too. You just got to download the Postmates app in your app store and enter the promo code locked on for free delivery for your first seven days of up to $100. That's the Postmates app and promo code locked on. Here's the thing that someone from a 50,000-foot overview doesn't understand about baseball. The revenues have been at record levels for the last couple of years. The owners have been making hand over fist money. Money hand over fist. Money hand. They've been making a lot of money with TV deals, with merchandising, selling off different technological advances, all this different stuff. And what have they put into the players we, we talk about the Mike Trouts and the Garrett Coles. Statistics show over 60% of baseball players make less than a million dollars. So it's not as if we can even sit here and say it's millionaires versus billionaires. There's plenty of players who don't make that much money. And yeah, while the league minimum of $555,000 a year, that's still way more modest than most of us will ever touch. We're not talking about guys who are just swimming in dough. 
And it's not as if the owners have given the money that they've made back to them. When we look at those record revenues, we've also been talking about nationally, not necessarily from a Reds perspective, but nationally over the last two to three years, a free agency period that confuses even the most informed experts. They look at it and they're like, what on earth? We still have top flight guys sitting around at the beginning of spring training because owners are continuing to wait them out. General managers and front office people who are told how much money they can sign players are begging owners that uh, to go get these guys, and the owners are just like, yeah, nah, just wait, they'll, they'll get desperate. And you've got all these guys. Like I think of Mike Mustakis. Mike Mustakis is a super talented dude. I'm super happy to have him on the Reds. How many times, I think he had two or three years in a row where he was given prove-it contracts, not you know actual stable multi-year deals with decent, decent amounts of money. We're talking one-year deals of, you know what, if you can't stay healthy, then you're just not going to be employed next year. And we talk about that from a fan's perspective. We look at a player and we're like, hey, maybe he can really make a name for himself during this prove-it deal. If I'm a player, that's freaking frustrating, man, especially for a guy like Mike Mustakas who has a proven career. So for people that look at this and think that it's the player's fault for not acquiescing and taking less money because they already have a ton of money, we're looking at an owner's group that while they made the money, they were not putting it back into their rosters or they were not putting it back into the players. So what responsibility do the players have to acquiesce to anything right now? They don't have any. And, you know, I'll go a step further. And what I think really needs to happen at this point is, you know, we all have heard about the the antitrust agreement, the, the antitrust exemption that baseball gets from the feds. And I think that, uh, you know, it may be time for, you know, Congress to say, if you want to keep this exemption, then your books need to be publicly available, mm-hmm. like uh, a publicly traded company. Uh, I think that it's time to uh, put an end to this hocus-pocus misdirect of money that the owners continue to put out there crying poor. You know, to be to to be able to be have the last name Ricketts and look into a camera and and, and talk about how broke you are. To be a Castellini who you know, leads a group that buys a team for $260 million that's currently valued at over a billion dollars. You know, with basic, you know, middle school math, you can figure out how much profit and how much, uh, how much equity has been earned there. And, and for them to look in the camera and cry poor and, and more worse than that, for people to still believe that garbage just yes. blows me away. If, if you are one of these holdouts that's still on the side of ownership at this point, Having heard what we've heard this extended off season, then you know I, there's no hope for you at this point. Uh, I, I think that you just anybody that's still on the side of the owners simply doesn't grasp what's really going on here. I'm thinking people who are on the side of the owners have not bought a eight dollar big red smoky or a fifteen dollar uh, beer in the last couple of years. That's just the way that I think. I mean, if I'm paying that much for it, why on earth are they crying poor? I mean, we've got teams like only one major league baseball team is worth less than a billion dollars. And, but, uh, but here's the issue that I have with that. Is that liquid money, Steve? So like, if it's, it's over a billion dollars, I mean, are we talking about uh, a team like they have a billion dollars sitting in their wallet right now? 
No, it's the same like your house. If if you paid a hundred thousand dollars for your house and it's worth a million dollars now, you don't have nine hundred thousand dollars in your pocket, but you can carry yourself down to the bank and pull a line of credit, which is why I don't understand why these these owners are so worried about maybe potentially just for a second taking a loss in this 2020 season that has been screwed up from the beginning when they could just go to the bank and get a loan and recover it all next season and buy a little goodwill. They had the chance to buy so much goodwill from the fans by just putting a product on the field and they've screwed it up. I mean, I don't think at this point there's any recovery from it. And, and they had, they had all of the opportunity in the world to really put this sport back in a position to be on an upward trajectory as far as fan interest goes. And uh, clearly they don't care. And, you know, if they don't care, why should I? Let's uh, get on the horn with Vince McMahon and have him, like, open up the XFL of Major League Baseball or something, I, I think. I posted that a yeah. couple weeks ago, <laughs> and I wish that it would get some more traction because I tell you what, there's clamoring for a players league, and if they could find somebody like a Vince McMahon to partner with, uh, you want to see Major League Baseball move in a hurry to try to right some of their wrongs, you let something like that start to get some traction. It sure seems like when you when you boil this all down, we've talked about we we've heard the narrative in years past of well, it's been the longest period of peace between the union and the league. I think what happened was they were just pushing everything down below the surface, and now it's all completely boiled over. And I'm with you. I don't know how they repair their image after this. I mean, th- there is no like if, if they come out today and say, hey, we've got the season, it's going to be 50 games, it's starting now, people are going to be like, yeah, fine, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, get your little sport on television. I guess we'll watch it. Maybe we'll watch it. Depends on what else is on. If if they're showing Little House on the Prairie again, maybe I'll watch that. I don't know. Maybe some golf tournaments or something. But it, honestly, they miss the boat so bad. And it's like our friend Mo likes to say Rob Manfred treats this like it's a hedge fund and they were looking at a year in which yeah they were going to make money they just weren't going to make as much money and so they tried to salvage that they tried to say okay well we'll try and save some money here save some money it's the most short-sighted thing I've ever seen and if Webster doesn't update the dictionary under the word short-sighted and say see also the 2020 Major League Baseball not season then I don't know what what's going to happen there because that's the most short-sighted thing that's ever been in this entire world. You know, I wish I could remember where I read it so that I could, you know, give it credit, but I read something yesterday that was talking about Rob Manfred and the way that he came up through the sport and that was in the boardrooms negotiating labor deals, fighting with the union, uh you know, that type of lawyer litigation atmosphere. And the person that they were quoting, you know, was basically describing that, you know, there's some people that get into that business and eventually they have to get out because they just can't take it anymore. And they were saying that Rob Manfred is not one of those people. He likes to beat you. He likes to just run you over and defeat you and that he kind of thrives on it. 
And as I was reading those quotes, I was like, well, you know, that tracks that really lines up with what we're seeing from him. This is a guy that that doesn't care how he gets the victory so long as he gets the victory. And, you know, the sport as a whole is now cutting off its nose despite its face to uh, to break this union. He knows exactly what to say, even if he doesn't consider the words that he uses to say it. He has a quote, and this is in Jeff Passan's most recent article about all this on ESPN.com, a direct quote from Rob Manfred saying, the owners are 100% committed to getting baseball back on the field. Last I heard, there was like six to eight owners that didn't want the season to happen at all. So how is he 100% committed, or how are they all 100% committed to getting baseball back on the field? And then he goes on to say, Unfortunately, I can't tell you that I'm 100% certain that's going to happen. Every time this dude gets on television and speaks in public for people to hear, he's threatening the union. None of this is like supposed to comfort anybody. It's supposed to make the union feel like they've got a hot seat when really the hottest seat is the one that he's currently sitting in. No, absolutely. I, I, I really think you know at the very beginning of this, for the first couple weeks – the, the public sentiment was more wrapped around let's just play baseball and uh, the pressure was on the players. But you know, every time Manfred opened his mouth, he took a little bit of that pressure off of the players and put it squarely on the owners. And it's reached a point now I really don't think that they can recover from it. I, uh, I just feel like you know Manfred has, has wrecked it. You know, he's ruined it. Bill DeWitt Jr., the owner of uh, one of our favorite non-Reds teams, <clears throat> the St. Louis Cardinals, um, said this. Boo. Boo. Yes, boo. Okay. Bill said this. The industry isn't very profitable, to be quite honest. And I think they, meaning the players, understand that, Bill DeWitt Jr. said. But they think the owners are hiding profits and this and that and there's been a little bit of a distrust there. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, what? It's not a profitable business? Then why do it? You, you made your millions. You made your money. You made your billions and all this other stuff so that you could get a baseball team. You're telling me that you spent all that money to buy a baseball team only to find out that it's not profitable? Then get the hell out of Major League Baseball. And not only are they saying ridiculous things like this and trying to do it with a straight face, but at the same time they're running their mouth about poverty, the details of record contracts with Turner Sports are leaking into the media. And a $700 million to $1 billion payout is coming if they can just figure out a way to get an expanded postseason on the books in 2020. Poor, unprofitable, give me a break. I think that's a wrap, Steve. I think we've done our job. I think we've made some good points. I appreciate you coming on, man. We'll have you on soon, and hopefully we'll be talking about a season. Maybe we'll be talking about some player evaluations. All I know is I really just want to talk about baseball and not the business of baseball. So, you know, I was wondering, is, is Locked On Reds be going to uh, be becoming something like uh, Locked On Cornhole or Locked <laughs> On Flying Pig Run or, you know, is something, is something in the works in case uh, they really can't get it together? 
We might be talking about some golf. Uh, there's some really good local breweries <laughs> around here that I might be reviewing. Locked on um, beer. There it is. Yes. <laughs> locked on beer. Yes. It's going to be locked on reds and then in parentheses beer. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting thing if they actually come out and say no baseball whatsoever. I mean, we've got families around the country that are looking at the deadline that is looming for the expanded unemployment from all the pandemic stuff. We've got people who have lost jobs because of all this. And we've got Major League Baseball owners telling us that the billions that they made don't actually exist and they're really actually poor. I I, I can't. I can't with them anymore. I just can't. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.